Hello and welcome to episode 23 of the Backseat GM Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Rauman, and joining me today, we have a special guest, Ty Windish of the Eurostep Podcast and Eurostep Podcast Network, um, and also our parent uh, podcast network, Blue Wire Podcast. Welcome, Ty. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. And you nailed the very confusing Eurostep podcast and Eurostep podcast network. Not a lot of people on the ball with that on the pod intro <laughs> since we've made it more difficult. So congratulations to you for navigating that minefield. Very, very familiar with uh, GSPN. Um, had, uh, had Adam McGee on before uh, to talk some bucks last year. So um familiar with uh Eurostep and Win in 6 but uh it's been a uh it was a pretty cool NBA year for uh, Bucks fans this past year wasn't it Ty You could say that. Yeah, you could make <laughs> the case. Um it was it was pretty great and based on the level of preseason hype it seems like the the great vibes for Bucks and Bucks fans are are rolling but uh I don't want to put a fun preseason on the same level as the first title in 50 years. So um, I, clearly that was the highlight. And yeah, I'd say uh, pretty, pretty great uh, t- year of 2021 for the Bucks here. That That's for sure. It's been a, uh, it's been an interesting off season outside of, you know, the, the Bucks championship glory with, you know, Tyler hero being in the same conversation as Luka Doncic now um, a whole host <laughs> of NBA role players in the, uh, medical insurance fraud and wire fraud scandal, but uh, how have you been enjoying your off-season basking in the Bucks championship glory? It's been good. Honestly, I haven't watched the videos as much as I probably should have. I know they're shared on Bucks Twitter just about every day, but I kind of unplugged for a bit because I knew it was still a pretty fast turnaround. I didn't even watch all of the Olympics. I just kind of followed the Olympics from afar and was aware uh, Drew in particular was doing well, but was glad to see Chris and Drew get gold medals. But honestly, after like free agency and the draft stuff died down, I was like, you know what? I'm going to play Skyrim for a month, right? Like I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to take some time to not like, not that I, not that I ever was like, Oh, I don't want to watch any more basketball and watching the Bucks first preseason game was delightful. And I was immediately back in, but I was like, I think I'll be better off months from now when it's, you know, March and we're at game 50 or 60 something of an 82 game year. I think I'll be better off if I just think about it here and there. Watch, I probably, you know, once every two weeks, maybe I watched some championship highlights, but I'm looking forward to just spacing it out for the rest of my life, just in case this is the, the last one for 50 years, which I don't think so, but it's Milwaukee sports, so you never know. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, it was. You know, after after all the torment uh, of the past twenty years or so, this was this was uh, a welcome ter- change of events. But 
like you said, like I did the exact same thing after the championship. Like after once all the free agency stuff died down, I took a break too. I played some Warzone, played some Minecraft. I just kind of had to decompress. It's a long season, dude. Like <laughs> the NBA is like. 11 months of the year, pretty much 10 and a half, maybe. And then you get right back into it. Well, so. and I think especially for Bucks fans, cause you had 2019 happens and then there's a normal off season mm-hmm. and then 2020, they look great. Then it stops and, and everything is fraught for so many reasons, bigger than basketball. And then they make the push through the bubble and then the bubble series against the heat happens. And then it's Giannis's decision on the extension and which goes on for longer than people remember now thankfully Mm -hmm. um and he signs it so then you feel better and and the drew trade and everything else and you're excited but for bucks fans i think it was just such a like even more than the typical nba grind it was such an emotionally like high strong time of like extreme highs and lows i mean early in bud's tenure i mean he wins coach of the year everyone's all on board with bud and at least until the semifinals or the, the conference finals, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it was like down, down, down. Giannis signs up, Drew trade up. It was, they happened in the opposite order. But, and then, you know, the regular, the season up and downs, you're down 2-0 to Brooklyn. You're down 3-2 to Brooklyn. Some yeah. really low downs there. Giannis seems to be out for the playoffs and maybe longer against Atlanta. Down 0-2 to Phoenix honestly doesn't compare to any of those things. I was never as nervous as I was at those other moments I said. But... It was just like such a roller coaster. And then to have like just the this sense of relief and, and calm now. And Drew is under contract, Giannis under contract, Chris under contract still for a couple more years. They get Bud to re up, they get Horse to re up. Like Bobby comes back. Unfortunately, you lose PJ, but it's just like the opposite in terms of vibes. Like it goes from all this pressure and expectations. And the expectations are still there. But I think now, at least for fans, it's like just calm it's like oh this rocks now like we can really just enjoy this now this is great well there's been like that all happened everything you just said happened in the last 14 months including the bubble like there's been two championships in the past year which is crazy to think about so you're right the amount of like emotional like scarring and then highs and lows that happened all in a very compact time you know i welcomed a little bit of a break from basketball just, just but i'm excited to perspective back. how quickly things have moved like it oh, was yeah. less less than a year ago was when pat signed his deal and everybody hated <laughs> it and was like oh this is terrible oh i Why? hated it so I, I hated it so much i was like this is awful this is because Giannis's his workout buddy seriously like and i mean listen there's you could talk about the nasus I, I i'm just gonna i'm choosing to ignore it but now the Pat deal is like, oh my god, this is one of the best value contracts in the league. Like that was yeah. I think that free agency was November 2020. Like it's been less than one year since we hated the Pat deal and things were and that was before <laughs> the Drew trade. It's like I remember thinking, yeah. oh man, I hope they get Demar. I think that's all they're going to be able to do. And then they get Drew, and oh my god, it's just it's a, it's incredible to look at you know the last 12 to 14 months how much has happened and how much has changed for the Bucks. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, then the Pat deal, it was like, you know, 
people went from hating horse for not knowing how to use the salary cap properly to him getting a, how, how long was his extension? Did they say, I don't know if they've said, I haven't listened to the Woj pod yet um, with him on it, but I haven't either. The, the bucks will never put out stuff like that. Um, and I think executive stuff is murkier, but mm-hmm. I, I would imagine at least as, as long as bud is going to be around, he's going to be around. So I think he had a year and some sort of an option I think was reported. So I I'd guess, you know, He's got at least four total now, if not more. Yeah, I would have guessed like probably a four-year deal or something, or at the very least, because you know, championship GM. They've been, you know, a high seed pretty much every year since he's taken over, which you know has something to do with Bud too. But you know, he's made some really, really good moves. Um, well, definitely... he was the he was the one to fire kid and hire Bud, so you he gets. He gets some of the share of credit there, right? That's the nice part about being a GM. Uh-huh. If you make you make a good coach hire, it's like the gift that keeps on giving. Absolutely. Plus, wasn't he the one that uh, got off the Miles Plumley contract? <laughs> I I believe he was. I, would I think that might have been that. one of his first moves as. Uh, I think executive. it was. I still can't believe they ended up with like <laughs> what was it? Hawes, Hibbert, and like Haw- they, Hawes and Hibbert. That was it. I, I think, think they got a second round pick or two. I remember thinking like. <laughs> That's absolutely wild. Like, what is going Looking on with this out. trade? How are the Bucks getting anything? Like, they get two cheap expirings to get off of. Okay. Yeah the the Hornets uh, Hornets really like big white centers. I guess it's their addiction. <laughs> um, let's uh, let's start off the show with uh, something that my co-host Zach and I like to do: uh, the Kevin McHale part of the show where we talk about a beer we've picked and popped this week crafty hops with sneaky athleticism ty what's a beer you, you told me you're a big craft beer guy what's a beer that you've enjoyed recently so i gotta go and i don't think i've ever given this this brewery a shout out on a pod before so i'm excited to to do that now fifth ward brewing company here in oshkosh wisconsin um right right down south main street does some really phenomenal beers they have a great tap room it's, it's really a, a nice spot and i'm a sucker for a hazy ipa which for me like i i get that people there's a disdain online for ipa drinkers i try not to be one of the you know <laughs> oh you're drinking a bud light i would never i only drink i i drink all sorts of beers trust me but haze it or love it I, i'm a sucker for hazy ipas they have a, a one called haze it or love it it's mm-hmm. just delicious. Like, I, I find some of the straight up IPAs can be just a little too much for me. Like, it's a little, I don't know the right word. Like the bitter ones, like the West yeah. Coast. Yeah, just like I, I need some more flavor. I don't just want to drink like you know bitter just to have bitter. So mm-hmm. the hazy ones, I just feel like it's like a flavor explosion. Like the hazier, the better. And the funniest is whenever someone who doesn't drink like beers or craft beers or IPAs is like, how, like how would you describe a hazy IPA? I'm like I hazy like i don't i don't have any other words for you they're often citrusy but i think hazy is just such a good word to describe how it tastes so hazy or love it fifth ward i i drink these far too often um whether it's carry out or going there um might end up having one today now that i'm thinking about it so i'm gonna blame you for that <laughs> i end up uncorking a beer at like 1 p.m here but uh that's that's what i'm gonna go with for for this delightful segment i'm always a sucker for a nice hazy ipa um Definitely, definitely, definitely enjoy those. Um, there, there's a, a couple good breweries uh, near me, and 
the uh, kind of New Berlin, Muskego area, which is for those of you not from Milwaukee, not that far outside of Milwaukee, um, that, that have some pretty good IPAs. But I am going to shout out a brewery that I was just at in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, um, I was in Nashville this year. Really? I was oh, I was yeah. just there this past uh, past weekend. I went uh, I went during the Bucks playoff run. I missed a Buck only one somehow. The timing worked. I missed a Bucks Nets playoff game. I watched it actually. Which there. one? I didn't, um, I think three because I think that was the one where Rohan absolutely lost it in the <laughs> post game pod with Adam. And I think I wasn't there. And I remember like listening to it on the plane or something on the way home. That was the really remember- dirty, gritty win that somehow they won. Yeah, uh, but it, it made Rohan feel even worse. It was great. We talk about that post-game <laughs> pod all the time. But because I remember funny. I was going there and I was like, the series might be over by the time I get home. Like, right, this playoff right. run is done. Who I'm just going to go have a good time, mm-hmm. um, which is so funny now to think about. But, right. uh, but, what, but what's the uh, what's the brewery? I wonder if I stopped there. Uh, Yeehaw Brewery. It is a little bit, a couple blocks, maybe like a mile, city mile from Broadway Street downtown. Um, okay. It's right next to my hotel that I was staying at, basically. It's connected to a, uh, a distillery, a moonshine distillery, um, where they actually had a uh, pretty good deal on a flight of, it was like five moonshines, two whiskeys, and then these pickles soaked, pickles soaked in moonshine, and then you got a free craft beer er, with it. It was all for ten bucks, and then you got a ten dollar coupon to the gift shop. So that was oh my yeah. god, that sounds incredible! Yeah, it was one of the best deals I've ever seen. Um, get your money back at the gift shop, and you just you get to try a bunch of different. <laughs> and moonshines is like saying it kind of. They were technically moonshines, but they're like desserty, like forty proof, sixty proof type things that. Like, oh yeah, I mean it's basically uh, tasted like little dessert things, but I, I didn't I didn't picture straight up moonshine. A mile yeah, off well of the Broadway first one was Nashville. first one was bad. It was like one twenty eight, but then every okay. other one after that was uh, was pretty good. So, but anyway, uh, the beer that I got at Yeehaw Brewing Company it was a nice little venue. They had uh, kind of an outdoor area, a bunch of football games on. We went on a Sunday, watched the. Uh, Mason Crosby missed like a bunch of field goals and them still pull out a win. Um, but I had the churro uh, brown ale from them. Um, I personally am a uh, huge fan of brown ales, um, especially a one that has more character than just like straight piss water, which a lot of like lazy brown ales are. But uh, this one was, it tasted exactly like a churro. Like, super cinnamony up front like toasty like how you know you get a hot churro at like a theme park or something it's like fresh off the uh little spigot thing super super toasty and uh cinnamon forward um super crushable at five and a half percent uh alcohol volume uh smooth 25 ibu it was a delightful experience as i watched the uh packers fall ass backwards into a win so (laughs) <laughs> okay, I got I got my stats to 6.2% and 40 IBU on Hazer 11. I pulled up the website. I didn't want to nice. didn't want to be the only one without stats. So there are the stats. You got to pull up the got to pull up the stats. This is a this is a basketball podcast. We talk about stats all the time. We have to do it with our beers too. So. I need the advanced metrics. <laughs> That's right. What's the uh what's the Raptor rating for this uh this beer? <laughs> um 
Uh, so let's move on to the main segment of this show, Ty, uh, our awards predictions. Uh, so right here, I've got via odd shark, um, awards for MVP defensive player of the year, rookie of the year, most improved player, six man of the year and coach of the year. Um, and then after that, we'll get to some, uh, a couple prop bets to close out the show. But first of all, um, Ty, without looking, um, who would you say is the MVP favorite? Unless you already know. Um, uh, I was actually just going to pull it up, so I'm glad you caught me just in time to, before <laughs> I pulled up the, the odds. I know it's not Giannis, which I think it should be. Um, mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, that's going to be my pick. That, that yeah. <laughs> um, I, Big surprise there. I keep forgetting. <laughs> I, is it Luca? It is. It is Luca. Luca, yeah, I mean, 400. He was the favorite, uh, or he was one of the betting favorites last year. I don't know if he was the actual favorite, but um, like he was one of the one of the hipster picks for sure. Yeah, I just feel like nobody appreciates the instability and overall lack of good coaching acumen from Jason Kidd. I feel like. It's oh, not yeah. being factored nearly enough into their over under or no. Luca's MVP odds. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna smash that under, <laughs> knowing knowing Jason Kidd is at the helm there. It's one thing for him to be a uh, assistant coach with the Lakers. It's a whole nother for him to be calling the shots. I think there's some quote too where he's talking about three pointers, and I was like, I remember thinking he has learned nothing. <laughs> Oh yeah, Marcus Marcus Johnson was talking about on the Bucks broadcast last night. It was Bucks Mavs, and um, he talked about how Jason Kidd wants to take more mid rangers and then he was like, you know, <laughs> analytics directors all over the country are shuddering hearing this. And I was like, yeah. Also, that sounds like, about right. I mean, Luca was like bickering with Carlisle constantly. I, I can't imagine what like Luca oh, yeah. is a pretty bratty superstar to begin mm-hmm. with and then pairing him with someone as volatile as Jason Kidd, who has done like all these ridiculous, like Don maker is the team is running. Cause Don doesn't have an iPhone. Like it's right. Dallas is good. And uh, Dallas is already a mess. Like sitting Giannis because he, uh, he argued with him and correctly won. Yeah. <laughs> the argument. And then Absolute sitting clown the show. that would, that'd be hilarious. If uh, Jason Kidd tried to bench Luca for a game, he would be out in a week. <laughs> we'll see. We will see how long it takes. Yeah, I think if if there's any superstar who could, who would get his coach fired this year, it's it's Luka Doncic and Jason Kidd, though. Yeah, I don't even know who else is. Like, would, would Embiid get sick of Doc and try to do something? I'm not sure. Could, but you know, him and Doc seem to be piling on Ben Simmons, yeah. and that's kind of like a bonding <laughs> experience for them, so who knows? Whenever it's, you have a mutual enemy, it's pretty easy to get along with someone. So I think as long <laughs> as Ben is there, Doc and Joel will have that common ground. That's good for them. That's right, but but once Ben's gone, who knows? Doc, Doc can get on your nerves pretty easily, I can imagine, based on some of the press conference quotes I've seen from him. Oh, yeah, like, but it, that might be like a middle of a playoff series when Embiid is going like, Right. Why am I playing with Andre Drummond 20 minutes a night, Doc? Like, why is this a thing? <laughs> they have an obsession with playing uh, dual center lineups next to Embiid. I just <laughs> I, I just love that Philly at no point during this is going to be as good as they thought they were going to be, like, all along. As a Bucks fan, I just find it delightful. <laughs> okay, so, so Ty, you're welcome to pull up uh, pull up the MVP uh, odds from Odd Shark. 
Uh, I'm going to throw out a couple of my favorites based on this list. So just a quick rundown of the top 10. You got Luka, Giannis, uh, Embiid, Durant, Steph Curry, uh, Dame Lillard, Jokic, LeBron, Harden. uh, Is that Devin Booker rounding out the top 10 there? Nice. Um, I would say Giannis at plus 650 could be a pretty good bet there. Um, Just if you're picking like, a straight favorite and not necessarily a long shot. Um, Harden at plus 1800 is pretty, pretty good. I think considering how many games, some various, you know, combination of the net superstars could miss. Like Harden was running that offense for a large part of last season when Kyrie was out or Durant was out. He was the engine that was keeping them, atop the east so i i could definitely with with odds of plus 1800 i could see that see i'm, I'm out on the harden thing i know nets fans have been pretty excited about that idea too i think it's like the the curry warriors like i don't think either of the either of those any of those guys i guess you could say I, i'm not even thinking of Kyrie as a basketball player anymore but i don't think harden or kd will ever win while they're on each other's team like it's like the voters just don't like it. I mean, that it's called most valuable. And mm-hmm. if you have another guy that good on your team, you're never going to be as valuable as a Giannis is to Milwaukee or a Jokic is to Denver, etc. So, I mean, I, I'm not saying it's impossible, but I think it's very unlikely that Durant or Harden will come away with it. So that's why I, I'm actually pretty out on them. I, I think for like best overall shot to, to win, like it, sort of factoring in odds, but mostly just like, what's the actual best return? I definitely think it's Giannis. Like, I think mm-hmm. he's, he's showing off the jumper. I think the Bucks are going to be really good. They're going to win he's a lot of He's coming off games. goodwill from a championship, voters yep. like that. Whereas Harden, you know, to your, to your point, has a lot of ill will in his favor, so. Yeah, and I just think, like, the thing, like, what, I, I didn't think Giannis was a, a worthy MVP last year. I don't, I don't think he had as good of a year as he usually does in the regular season, mm-hmm. but... I knew he was never going to win because there was just like that narrative of he's got to do it in the playoffs. And now he has. So I I think he's got a pretty clear path. The Luca case, I I don't think they're going to be good enough. And I don't think, uh, I I just don't think they're going to be good enough in terms of longer odds. I'm looking at this list. If you're, if if you're saying long odds is like plus 1200 or more, I kind of like LeBron. I think LeBron might have a chance at it if they're good. Yeah. I'm not sure they're going to be good, but like Russ is on here. There's no way in hell Russ is winning an MVP on LeBron's team. LeBron, no. though, I mean, everyone wants to give him one more for like a lifetime achievement award. I think if they were good and for whatever reason, Giannis's case wasn't as good as I expect, I-, I could see him having a shot. There's not that many other guys on the list, though, who I'm super excited about. Yeah. Um, Long, long odds here. Uh, now, this is not something that I believe would ever necessarily happen, but uh, a favorite actually for long odds among sports books and stuff is uh, Paul George at plus 4,000. With Kawhi not being there, him being kind of the sole superstar, putting on most of the load. If they, you know, end up like a top four seed in the West, could be. You know, he could get some traction there. I think he's finished – he finished that one year, like, uh, number three in MVP voting. So it's not like – Oh, yeah. He, uh, he's completely out of the pedigree. He refers to it as his MVP year, which is kind of hilarious. 
That is that is pretty funny. Carl Anthony Towns plus ten thousand. What if the Wolves just get good? <laughs> I honestly like looking at like the the like the ridiculous ones, like five thousand <laughs> or more. I guess Butler at sixty six hundred. I, I mean, I don't think they're going to be nearly good enough in the regular season. I don't hate that. Like, I'd rather I'd rather do that than Sabonis at eight thousand. Like, I don't feel oh, yeah. over Sabonis. Sabonis at eight thousand. That's ridiculous. Like, why? Um, <laughs> Zach I, Levine at eight thousand. <laughs> I, I like Levine more than Sabonis, but I Towns at ten thousand. Like, if you do want to, like, you know, I want to pretend I can win a hundred grand by throwing down ten bucks or whatever. <laughs> Towns at ten k. Like, I think there's a he's one the, in one million chance, which is better I think than he's the most talented of that bottom six or seven that they got there. Yeah, like where he has he's young enough. He's got the talent to like make that leap if they were actually willing to put a good team around him. But. Yeah, I mean, like, there's like at least talented players around him too. Like, like Shea Gilgis Alexander's on here at plus twenty k. There's no world where they're. I mean, if, if they make the play in, it yeah. would be a tremendous accomplishment. And they're not going to give MVP to the best guy in a nine seed. Like, it just doesn't no, make absolutely sense. not. Um, Lamelo Ball, I guess, at plus fifteen thousand is like sort of intriguing. But my God, you'd have to have an amazing healthy year. Well, right. It's like Don Luca had an incredible rookie season, and his second year leap was like putting him in MVP talks. But Lamelo was nowhere close to Luca his no. rookie season. I, I I can't really imagine. Usually, it's year three that guards make a make that leap. Or I guess historically speaking, I've heard that year three is kind of like the year where you can expect bigger returns from your point guards and stuff, but. I just I don't see on the Charlotte Hornets Lamelo doing enough yeah. to uh, to make any noise there. I will say the other ridiculous. Honestly, it's almost insulting. I think it's a Kings thing. De'Aaron Fox at plus twenty k, like <laughs> like being on the same level as CJ McCollum and Chris Middleton. And every and I love Chris. Everyone knows I love Chris. There's no universe where Chris Middleton wins MVP. It doesn't Absolutely exist. Not. It's not possible. He when you plays have Giannis on your team. Yeah, like no. But Fox and Fox having the same odds as Ben Simmons, like come on, like De'Aaron Fox at least is like will shoot the ball and, and score and <laughs> right. Fox he, at plus twenty k is tough. He averaged like uh, what twenty five points per game last season. Yeah, with like a lot of assists too, but like nobody cares because again, the right, Kings, it's the Kings. So I, I do understand Kings. Yeah, yeah. The fact that they have a Kings player on here at all is uh, striking. But twenty-five, seven, three and a half rebounds on forty-seven percent from the field. It's yeah, a good player. It's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. If they actually put good players around him, who knows? Yeah. Um, and maybe fired Luke Walton. <laughs> Always a good idea to fire Luke Walton. <laughs> um, okay, that's. Uh, I think we exhausted the mvp let's move on to defensive player of the year um you know it's almost a given rudy gobert wins this award as a token uh pick me prize uh he's listed at plus 350 here ben simmons listed at plus 350 with him how is that possible i don't know if they're not factoring him leaving or, or wanting to leave or what i mean he was close to it last year um yeah there's no yeah i, I I, I can't see Ben getting any of the accolades this year. Like no, not especially after the off season he's had. Like exactly. no, he's he's absolutely a defensive player of the year caliber player. But to have him with the same odds as the guy who's won it how many times in the past five years? 
Yeah. And what is what was what was last year for for Gobert? I think it was his third. Yeah, I think so too. That that's wild to me. I mean, maybe they're factoring in like he's going to be traded and then he's not going to be living in Embiid's shadow anymore and people will notice that. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense to me. Giannis at plus 1,000 seems like a steal. I don't know. You know what concerns me? Drew at plus 2,000. I would be more concerned for Drew's odds than Giannis. I mean, any, any team, like... No matter what Drew does, I feel like if he's having a defensive pl- caliber of defensive player of the year caliber season, and the Bucks have a really good defense, like he's going to be living in Giannis's shadow more than Drew's going to be affecting Maybe. Know, Giannis's case. I think, but I, it's so tough. I mean, they both had all time plays in the finals. I guess I don't oh, know yeah. which one would stick out in people's heads more, but like. You the know, strip, the strip sticks out in people's heads, but also the block. So yeah, so, but I'm I'm thinking like you know our voters going to be thinking like oh Giannis is great, but like look at what Drew did in the finals and how can yeah. you not vote for him? And ah, I just won't vote for either of them. Instead, I'll mm-hmm. vote for whoever else. Rudy Gobert. Like, <laughs> Rudy Gobert probably. I I as a as for, in terms of a sleeper, I like Draymond at plus twenty two hundred. Like if the Warriors are good, he's going to be doing a lot of work on defense. As he it'll be a nice story too. Yeah. Like if if. The Warriors end up being a mid-tier playoff team again and have a really good defense off of Draymond, then yeah. I can totally see it. And I think not the odds aren't as favorable, but AD at plus 1,000 is the same idea. Like, basically, it would be voters saying, you played that much with Russ and your defense wasn't awful. You deserve an award for that. I, I just can't picture the Lakers even having a good defense this year with the guys that they – sent out and the guys they brought in like i know but vogel that's his thing lebron has been bought in i don't know i don't know i i wouldn't expect them to be elite but if they were i think ad suddenly is like a really because he's clearly now the best defender on the team no question yeah yeah i'd be very surprised if they had a top 15 defense i'll just say that i think it's possible i mean ad is a has that you know he's that caliber of player but i'm Everybody else around him, like I, I can't think of too many plus defensive positive players. I mean, if Vogel is a defensive minded coach, like you said, but it's a, you can only do so much yeah, with what you the, have. The ghost of Trevor Ariza is only helping so much. Yeah, the ghost of Trevor Ariza's knees and <laughs> body. Yeah, um, yeah Holiday plus two thousand though. That's a that's a decent sleeper, I, I think too. Um, but yeah, that one defensive player of the year always seems like it's the same top like five every year. You always got Gobert in there. You always got like Embiid and Giannis, Anthony yeah. Davis, Miles Turner. Nobody Benzins. makes Miles Turner's case more than Miles Turner. That's absolutely correct. I, I just I, I like he's the only other one we haven't talked about less than plus a thousand odds. I don't know. I don't think their defense is going to be that good in Indiana. I don't think anyone cares about the Pacers. Like, Carlisle no. coming in is good for the team, but certainly more of an offensive-minded coach, so I wouldn't expect Turner. Yeah. I don't think their defense is going to be nearly good enough for this. I agree. Yeah, t- no disrespect to Turner, but it's like, I don't know. The, the Pacers, like you said, their defense is it's just not going to be there, I don't think. 
I like not, not, not I like, like the prime Pacers years. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I like Capella plus thirty five hundred a lot more than Turner plus seven hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Plus thirty five hundred. That's he gets a lot of, gets a lot of blocks. Um. Okay. Let's move on to rookie of the year. This one is. I have no idea. Ty, do, do you know? Do, do you know the rookies that well? I, I, I have a, a couple bit. picks here. I, I have a couple I, picks here that I like, but I have to get the odds up. The weird thing with me with rookie of the year is, oh, and I guess he's not the favorite according to Odd Shark, which is interesting. But everybody, everybody loves Jalen Green, and I'm mm-hmm. just like, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not saying I don't like him, but I think Cade is in a pretty good situation to win rookie of the year with some of the players around him. Um, and I think he's he's a, who's the first pick for a reason. I think he's really good. So oh, he's really um, good. So I I, th- I like Cade, and it seems like Mobley is going to have a fun year. But it's not such a weird Cavs team, but I think Mobley has a shot too. Yeah, the Cavs with having Jared Allen and then also have having Mobley, it's kind of an interesting fit. I'm that's I'm excited to watch him. He's he's a really fun player. Uh, Jalen Green. I'm surprised he's not the favorite because I feel like he's been talked up a lot just from a volley, the amount of times he's going to get the ball in a game, like standpoint with the Rockets. Yeah. They're just going to give him the green light. So, I mean, rookie of the year is often a points per game contest. Oh yeah. Much like six man of the year. Yep. So I could totally see him running away with it. If he gets that type of usage, Suggs, Suggs is, you know, the only plus 700, but he's another guy I could totally see winning it. Um, do you have any, like, mid-tier guys, or are you looking at long shots after the top um, five? I'll, I'll tell you one that I think is, like, the hilariously bad odds is Sharif Cooper plus 4,000, the same as, like, he's on a two-way contract. He's not going to play minutes on the Hawks. Yeah. Like, the Hawks have way too many players. Like, There's so many guards on the, on the they're Hawks. They're, so like, one of the stacked. deepest teams. I mean, Trey Young, obviously, they just picked up um, um, DeLon Wright. They still have Lou Williams. They have Herter. They have Reddish. Yep. They have Hunter. They have Bogdanovich. Like, there's no way that guy's going to play minutes. Like, plus 4,000. Like, just PayPal me that money if you want to bet on Sharif Cooper, <laughs> rookie of the year. I know people like him a lot, but, like, he's literally – like, he's going to be mainly in the G League. He's a two-way player. Like, nothing against yeah. him, but that that is a horrible situation for – for a rookie to win this award, I think it's a good situation for a rookie to develop, but not win this award. Um, oh, in, terms, yeah, no. in terms of winning, uh, Davion Mitchell seems to be very NBA ready because he's 46, he's 24, I think, but he's old for a rookie. Um, and it sounds like the Kings are really liking him. They're going to do some three guard lineups. Otherwise, like Book Knight and Duarte all in a row here, like just wing players on teams that are at least have some talent. Like I feel like mm-hmm. they'll be in pretty good spots to look good. But you get down a little farther, like out on Giddy, they're not going to be good enough. He's, I, I don't, I don't think he's ready. Out on Giddy near triple double in the preseason, though. He did. I mean, <laughs> Sam Merrill had thirty points. It's, it's <laughs> different world. Um, Kuminga, I'm way out on. Like, I, oh, I'm so, I'm completely out on Kuminga. There's and, no way. He's I right. mean, honestly, Moise Moody, Moody Moises, whatever Perk <laughs> said, at plus five thousand, like he seems more NBA ready, and I think. The Warriors, like, I think Steph Curry is going to mean tweet guys out of the rotation if they can't play. Like, he's trying to win. So I think Moody might have, honestly, a better shot this year. 
Yeah, p- plus five thousand for Moody isn't uh, isn't awful. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't hate. I don't hate Josh Giddy at plus three thousand. I think the uh, obviously the Thunder are going to be horrible, but uh, that's never stopped Rookie of the Year voting before. I feel like he's going to get plenty of opportunity. Yeah, with the Thunder just basically playing their rookies and not. Do they even have any veterans? I I can't. They name, do. Don't disrespect name, name Derek too many Favors veterans like that. Oh my god, I forgot he was there. Veteran presence, Derek Favors is I think wow. one of their only. They might have one other guy. They might still have Muscala. I don't remember. Moose. 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 He's got to be a buck someday. He would would be perfect in Wisconsin. (laughs) He would be perfect in Wisconsin. He'll never replace the original Moose. No, 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 no. Not possible. Absolutely absolutely not. Um, Okay, let's go to uh, MIP. One more quick one on Rookie of the Year odds. Sure. Are you surprised Schengen is is as high as plus 1,300? while being on the same team as, as Jalen Green. Yeah. I know people love him. People go crazy over this guy, but... Yeah, I, just, I don't see him as a as a rookie of the year type player as much as... Uh, with And being next to Jalen Green especially, it's just... I don't know. He Jalen Green's going to get all the buzz in, in Houston. And if he's playing... If he's getting the amount of usage that people are saying he's going to get, like... No contest, in my they, opinion. They're they're a weirdly stacked offensive team between Green, um, KPJ, Christian Kevin Porter Jr., Christian Wood, the Woodlands, um, <laughs> and I think this Sanguine though, nineteen and nine, two and a half assists, three combined stocks, steals and blocks in the Turkish league. I don't know. I don't. I don't think he's going to come in and average nineteen and nine, but it, yeah. it is interesting. I, I, don't, I did I wonder... look at some of his preseason stats, and they weren't. I don't think they were great from yeah. the from the games that I looked at, but uh I'm not sure how much rookie of the years like cannibalize each other's odds. I remember when Brogdon won, I think he was benefited that Sarich and Embiid were on the same team and it kind of split people on them a little bit. So I think it was less about that and more about the fact that Embiid only played like what yeah. thirty oh, games. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if Embiid plays sixty games, it's easily his, but Yeah. But know. no, you're right. You're totally it right. It was it was two players in the top three on the same team, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah. Um. Okay. All right. Is that uh? Is that all you got on rookie That's of the it. year? I'm out. I'm let's all out. let's go to most improved player, which is I think the most crapshoot of any oh, yeah. awards voting every single year. There's absolutely no way you're getting this right, no matter what you think. Um. But. Jaron Jackson Jr. at plus thirteen hundred odds. I I like he, I like that. <laughs> I'm a big Grizzlies big Grizzlies fan. That they're like my second favorite team outside the box. I would say. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. He's got he's got that unicorn potential. He's coming off an injury. This could be the comeback story. You know how much uh, vote is based in narrative or how much it, it tries to be. Um, I could totally see that as a good like mid tier odds. Uh, thing, but there aren't really too many long shot odds list. that they have because it's so impossible to predict. I hate the ones that they do have listed. Like, what what is Christian Wood gonna do to win Most Improved Player? Like, I think yeah, if he hasn't won the it Rockets. by now, what what'd you say? I said on the Rockets, especially like usually it'll be like somebody who makes the leap and like contributes to team success or something like that. Like, if you think about well, yeah, know, last I just... year. I feel like he already popped. Like he averaged twenty one points a game. What's he gonna average? Thirty and fifteen? 
Well, right. Shea Gilgis, Shea Gilgis Alexander, too. Like, how much better can he get to make this award make sense for him? Like, he was so good last year. Yeah, Christian Wood, 21-9 and on 37% from three, 58% from two, with nearly two assists per game. Like, how – ma- <laughs> what's he going to do? Like, with they're, more – They're with- making – the, uh, he's going to make the Carl Anthony Towns leap this or, year. Or just like, oh, also, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an all-defensive level player, too, and I'm, I'm just a top-five <laughs> player in the league now. It's ridiculous. By the like, way. <laughs> like, I, like, I don't understand. Like, I don't think Sexton is a good pick. Like, again, what is he going to be? Is he going to be 30 points a game? Like, I don't he'd pretty much have to. Like, like, Levine, too. I think Kevin Porter Jr. is interesting. I think MPJ and Michael Porter Jr. being a co-favorite with Zion makes a lot of sense. I also mm-hmm. don't think Zion will get it. But, like, Michael Porter Jr., I think, clearly has more potential than he's been able to show. And there's going to be yeah. a lot more role for him with Murray out. So, I think situation is a big deal. So, I think... That's true. I think he's he, also been very good, though. Yeah. When he's, yeah, again. He's been up and down in some parts, but he's been shown to be very, very good. So, he has to make that consistent, I guess, more to maybe get... Uh, win this award this year. But I Zion, think, you don't think Zion's going to win it? No, again, he's like, what What else What else is he going to do? Like, he was an all-star, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Like, he was. It, but he could make the leap to, like, top whatever player, and like, then he so, could mean, make the argument, I guess. Fringe all-star to... You know, you know what he could win it for, I will say? Uh, actually, I don't like his odds because he's already hurt, so I don't know if he's going to play enough. But he was 27-7 in less than four assists, but he didn't become point Zion until during the season. So if he's point Zion all along and he's like, you know, a LeBron-esque line of 27-7-7, and seven, something create like that, I could see right. it. Um, but I don't know if he's going to play enough. And only the stat line is LeBron-esque. He, he has not played close to enough defense to be like LeBron thus far. Um, right. I like Darius Garland's odds a lot at plus 1,800. This is a guy who a lot of people think is good. He's gotten better. But still, like seventeen and six last year is good. But if he is like twenty-one and seven, I think that's a pretty. And if they're okay, that's the thing too. Like if the Cavs are a play-in team from the seller to the play-in, he's yeah. their best player. He gets better. I, I think plus plus eighteen hundred, same odds as Chris Boucher for some reason. Why I don't know. Uh, Emmanuel quickly. I don't think second-year players ever win. I like Garland's odds. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, did did Luca win? In I his think he did, year? and I hated it. Yeah, I, I'm. I think I think the awards usually like we're trying to like go based on like what most improved players should be, but I feel like in a lot of these awards, it's not always that uh, noble of a decision. Oh, he didn't win it. He didn't. No, Randall and Ingram were the last two years. Really. Yeah, so they they like when it's I kind of sworn. You gotta kind of be out of nowhere, I think. I mean, you look, you go back farther. Siakam, Oladipo, who that is like Pacers Oladipo after nobody cared about him when he was on the Magic and then the Thunder. Giannis, CJ McCollum, Jimmy Butler, yeah. Goran Dragic. Like, I, I think huh. it's I think I think being Luka right. already makes it pretty difficult. I don't understand the Zach Levine one at all either. I I think. The Bulls are going to be a lot more fun to watch than they're going to be good. Yeah, um, again, like Zach Levine, Zach Levine had rocks. such a he had such a big like 
offensive role. He's going to take a step back from a role perspective with all these other guards that they have there now. Like maybe he'll be more efficient, but like at the same time, it's like, what, what do you think Zach Levine is that he hasn't already really shown? He's not a, he's not a playmaker like for other, other teammates. Like he's going to get his shot. He's a shooting guard. He's not really, Yeah. I, I don't I mean, know. I just can't see him making a big enough leap to warrant consideration. Like, is it just because they have better players on the team now that yeah. they're going to be a good team? Or I, I feel like it's just Bulls excitement. Again, 27-5-5 on nearly 50-40-90. 50-40-84.9 right, shooting right. splits. Like, exactly. What, is he going to be 32 on 60-50-90? Like, no. It's Not ridiculous. with DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, exactly. And, there, and the like, other play. And Vucevic is still there. Like... I yep. think their their team is better off, but I I don't think he's gonna win. If he was gonna win this, he should have won last year or two years ago. Right um, now, I, I think he's like again. Like, how does it? The only time I ever thought a guy who's already on and he's on a high, it was on a higher level, but Steph's second MVP year, I thought he should have also won Most Improved because if you remember before he got hurt and kind of trailed off, he was on pace to have literally the greatest offensive season ever by like. The advanced stats like win shares per 48 and all that all that fun stuff but it was like mm-hmm. it was going to be like steph like three kareem years a wilt year the best jordan the best lebron and i was like he went from an mvp to like an all-time great player yeah. at least season like i think that that is deserving over cj or whoever the hell won um but mostly though i'm like if you're already an all-star it's so hard to make a significant leap from there yeah no i i totally agree uh, do you got anything else on uh, most improved here? Um, not really. I think we went over. I mean, Jalen Brown on there is kind of it's interesting, but I would never actually wager on it. I would never put money on that. Like, I, I mean, I, I with don't... with Jason Tatum on the team. Well, yeah, and it's like, what is what is Jalen going into? Like year six here, right? What is like, he gonna do? Is he like he's that he's, much more? He's gotten better, but yeah, he's like he'd have to literally become a Tatum like player again. He's like. 24 6 and 3 assists last year on on really good Right, he's a very team. very good player. Like, what do you like, what do you want from him? Right. Right. They're expecting they're projecting the uh the Jalen Brown leap that uh Danny Ainge foresaw when he didn't trade <laughs> in for Anthony Davis. So. Can I just say I absolutely hate that he was pro- he was pretty much proven right to not do any of those deals like <laughs> I don't think AD would still be there and having Brown and Tatum is so much better than having a guy who left like Kyrie did to them. So I, I that's just true. That. I Assume, got the under the assumption that AD leaves. It's yes. yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> I still think that's funny. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Let's go to six man of the year. Uh, last year, there was a very close uh, race between two teammates, Jordan Clarkson and Joe Ingles, which begs the question, you know, is this a six man of the year award or is it just bench player of the year award? Like one of these two has to be a six man, right? I've got to tell you, I hate this award more than any other. <laughs> I don't understand it. I, I think we've evolved past the need for it. I, I, I think it's cool to recognize bench players. I, I think most improved is a crapshoot. I think this is like the most uninteresting award to me. The fact that Clarkson and Ingles were one and two last year, as you say, just cemented it in terms of like, what does this even mean anymore? Yeah. But yeah. shouts to uh, Bucks legend. I'm, now I'm blanking on his name. The guy who first won the award. Um, 
the name is like so close to me being able to think of it. But shouts to him for winning the first one, I think, and they started it because of him. But um, I think it's a dumb award. Yeah, was that uh, um... Junior Bridgman? Yes. Junior yeah, Bridgman. Right. I had to look it up. I've, Adam McGee, if he listens to this, he's gonna he's gonna get on my back, and I deserve it. <laughs> I should have remembered Junior Bridgman, the the original OG sixth man. But uh, I feel not like a you and I should know that better. Writing it behind the book pass with the whole history month dedicated <laughs> exactly, to books exactly. history. Um, yeah, I'll, as far as odds go here, I don't know. I feel like the same. Where, where is Lou Williams at? Is he? I don't see him on this list at all. I feel like that's, that's a odd. decent shot, unless they're just not even factoring him in because I, I don't know. I don't see him at all. Oh. It's, Junior Bridgman never even won sixth man of the year. There's just yeah. a common belief he would have if it existed earlier. I thought I guess I got ah. confused. Sidney Moncrief was the first defensive player of the year. I thought Junior Bridgman was also the first. You're mixing not. up your metaphors there. I know. I'm, I'm all over the place. I'm, I'm <laughs> dropping the ball. The award didn't exist in his prime. He got he got robbed. But no, it is weird that Lou Williams uh, is not on this list. I don't understand this list much. Like Tyrese Halliburton, I feel like he's going to end up starting at some point. Um, he should, <laughs> I think. Kobe uh, White, I don't think it's going to get nearly enough touches. No. Patty Mills, maybe? Unless he ends up starting. I mean, he's, it looks like he's going to start the year at plus 1,200. With, if Kyrie showed up, I'd, I'd kind of like those odds. But without him, I don't, I don't think so. Derrick Rose isn't a terrible bet. They might start Harden at point guard and start Bruce Brown at the two. That's true. That's true. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mills, Mills still has Mills has a pretty good case either way. I think the Hawks just have too many guys. But the fact that Herder's on here and Lou Will isn't is odd. But is I, odd. I wouldn't bet on Herder because, like, I think Lou Williams is a better sixth man on that team. Yeah, especially if I mean, well, Vegas isn't even showing his odds, so you don't even have the opportunity to so bet on him, I guess. Um, Bobby Portis plus 2000 after the championship hype. I don't know. <laughs> I don't like that either. I don't but... know about that one. Um, <laughs> I, I don't hate it. I like is our, um, it's just, it's tough for Bobby Portis because he literally plays the same position as, uh, the NBA finals MVP. Also, so, they, and they love giving it to initiators, right? Right. Like, it's so rare. I, I don't know if they've it's ever... It's very rare that it goes... Had. Well, Montrez Harrell. Oh, that's true. Back. Montrez Harrell. Did he win, though, or was he... He won. One of the years, I think. That's Didn't he? I think he did. Which I thought was he did. kind of funny. Yeah. Um, he did. I think he did. Lou Will won back-to-back, and then uh, Montrez showed up, and then he won it. Yeah. And then I guess Lamar Odom won it back with the Lakers, but otherwise that's a while ago though. It's, it's usually it usually goes to an initiator type player that here, scores a lot. Since oh six oh seven, it's Barbosa, Ginobili, Jet, Jason Terry, Jamal mm-hmm. Crawford, then then Odom, Harden, J.R. Smith, Crawford again, Lou Williams, Crawford again, Eric Gordon, Lou Will, Lou Will, and then Trez, and then last year Jordan Clarkson. So usually, yeah, it's it's the initiators. I, I like if Terrence Ross gets traded to a good team pretty early, I think plus 2000 is interesting there. Yeah. Yeah. I feel true. like we've all, kind I don't of like Goran Dragic at all. Yeah. I think, um, did we forget he wasn't good last year? <laughs> right. I think that's pretty important to the award is that you're good. And yeah. 
He was not all that good last year, so no, he was not. I don't, uh, I don't get that. Thirteen. Derrick Rose might win it. Yeah, I think Rose is a. They, they have a good team, um, and I think he will. He's like, he's just, he's very much going to come off the bench all year for sure, which is like yeah. you're a little uncertain about some of these guys, but I think he is a good bet for that reason. But I think Terrence Ross at plus two thousand is my most interesting one. Like Kendrick Nunn at plus two thousand. If he's that good, he's just going to start. Like the Lakers don't have enough guys to not start. Like if Terrence, Nunn, if excuse me, if Kendrick Nunn rocks, yeah. like I feel like he's just going to be starting next to Russ. Yeah, very well could be. I don't know. Also, maybe, I don't think maybe not. Maybe not because Kendrick Nunn's so ball dominant when he plays, isn't he? I don't know. I feel like he is. I feel like he's kind of. I mean, he shoots the ball really well. So yeah, if, he, but if I, his three point percentage is is up there again, but I mean they they got a lot of shooters, so they're not they're not. I feel like they need some kind of initiator off the bench at some point, right? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't know I feel I feel like none could win it. Maybe I don't, if I don't know. I think I'm the out. Lakers exceptionalism yeah. seeps into the voting. That's a good point. I think I like Clarkson as the favorite. I think they're going to be good. I think he's going to continue doing his thing. I like Patty. I'm out on most everyone else except for Terrence Ross. And it's only if he gets traded. No one's going to care if he does it in Orlando. But I feel yeah. like they're going to move him at some point, and he's just going to be an absolute bucket off the bench. Yeah, definitely could be. Okay, do you have any final uh, six-man notes? No. Or we'll move on to Coach of the Year. Oh, I've not thought about this one. Yeah, this one – I mean, this is interesting because it's always like – I don't know. I feel like they sometimes give it to coaches that, like, if there's no standout candidate, they'll give it to somebody who probably deserved it in prior years sometimes, who's still really good. I mean, we've got Steve Nash as the favorite, which, um, why? Oh, you know why. Because he's going to get that, that, uh, you know, oh, you you dealt with the Kyrie situation (laughs) boost. Steve Nash has not done one iota of coaching since he since he got there. It's it's. I mean, Kevin Durant should get Coach of the Year if we're talking <laughs> adversity, coaching through adversity here. Um, Eric Spolstra plus nine hundred. Has he ever actually won? Oh, that's a good question. Coach of the Year. I, I think he's gotten one. I don't. I don't I'm remember it. Up. Maybe he hasn't. That would be like the long overdue choice it. type thing. If Miami's yeah. good this year. Yeah. If Miami's good this year after the season they had last year, I mean, they obviously got better from a talent perspective by far, but like he could get some recognition. I, I mean, he's one of the favorites though. Um, as far as, as far as longer shot odds, uh, Monty Williams plus 1200. That's not bad. He should have won last year. I, I thought. I agree. Um, some of these are hilarious. It looks like they almost have, just have every coach. Maybe they do just have every coach. They do have every coach in That's this. hilarious. Um, the Orlando coach. Yeah, Jamal, Jamal Mosley plus eight thousand. I mean, if they're like, if they won forty games, he'd probably win. <laughs> um, I mean, they gave it to uh, Tibbs. Last they gave it to year, Tibbs right? out of nowhere last year. I don't hate Bud plus two thousand. Like, well, I think what would Bud have to do though to like? to do that like well, the Bucks I, have been so good in the regular season every year but I think it's the same as next championship yeah I think it's the same as Giannis like oh he, he did prove himself so he's back in the running so if they're like 
if they have the best record in the league by far and, and the offense looks better, which in the preseason, it's looked a little bit more, more saucy. Like I think he could be like the boring safe, like, Oh, you know, they won 65 games and nobody else won 60 and, and he just won a championship. So we'll give it to bud. Like I That's, think he has a case. Yeah. That's definitely true. If, if Plus 2000 is pretty good odds for that too. Yeah. Like I like that a lot better than Jason Kidd or yeah. um, honestly, I think a lot of the, the thing about coach of the year is like either it's like a re, you overcome a lot or you're just like the coach of a good team, especially for the yeah. first time in a while. Nate McMillan. If the uh, plus yeah. 1400, if the Hawks continue to be really, really good, if they find themselves like top three in the East or something. Yeah, this feels like one I'm just not gonna touch because I'm I'm looking at like most of the names on the top half and I'm like I could I could see it like yeah, um, Mike Malone gets the Nuggets to like the fourth seed without Murray and it's like oh that was a terrific coaching job like congrats here's mm-hmm. you know Brooklyn wins sixty games without Kyrie and and obviously they're gonna have other stuff like oh sure we'll give it to Nash like the the new coach you're never sure if he's doing all that much like it's a good case to get the award like steve kerr is the the poster child but you know we talked about ad's defensive player of the year the same thing could apply to vogel if they had a surprisingly good defense so it's just tough udoka if boston somehow ends up good like nick nurse plus four thousand. what if toronto i like yeah that's a good better that's a good bet i mean i i think that there's a chance they end up better than anyone thinks and like that's pretty low for that guy i think they will be better uh solely from being able to have home games this year yeah like they weren't as bad as their record showed last year i think just because it's really really hard to play on the road for eight or 72 games i think the issue there is with siakam out to start the year it mm-hmm. might just be hard for them to to win enough games. Like I don't know if they're gonna have, uh, even be. with him. I don't think they have enough offense. But without, but him, if like, they win enough games afterwards and make up for it, like yeah, what if, it's a good story. I mean, that's that's like the storyline there. Oh, Siakam was out. They're coming off a rough year, and they end up four seed or something like that. Yeah. Not that I'm saying that the rock the no, Raptors will end up a four seed, but like, what if plus four thousand odds? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Billy uh, Donovan plus 1,000 is hilarious. Yeah. Absolutely hilarious. Rick Carlisle plus 2,500 Pacers. <laughs> what, would, what would Steve Kerr have to do to win Coach of the Year? Uh, well, Actually run pick and rolls? He'll never do it. So No. I, I don't know. I don't know how I Kerr mean, just the, the fact of everybody getting healthy again, they're just going like, to give him a token. Training staff of the Year award. Yeah. Yeah. How good? How good do you think Clay Thompson is going to be this year? I'm worried. When I'm he plays, pretty pretty worried. I, I don't like that they keep pushing back the date. I mean, it's good to be safe, but yeah, I, I was I I was really thinking he was going to be ready around the start of the season, and it's just like it keeps getting nudged back, and I'm like, mm-hmm. that's not a good sign. If he doesn't play until February, I don't think he's going to be good all year. Like his normal good, not even close. So right, I'm I'm a little worried about that. Yeah, plus coming off that type of injury, like he was a good defender before. Now, uh, well, two know. types, right? He had the it was an ACL and an Achilles back to back. Right, right, exactly. He was just about so, ready to return. That's just that's I feel so much for. It's just brutal. Yeah, it sucks. He's such a fun player to watch. I still think they could be good though. Just be, like I think people are sleeping on after they shunned Wiseman. 
like just with Steph and Draymond, they were really good. So I think uh-huh. even with like a limited clay, I think they could still be a playoff team, but I'm not sure I see a path to Kerr winning this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Luke Walton plus 5,000 is hilarious that they even Again, have him on this list. <laughs> Tywindish at gmail.com. PayPal me. <laughs> it's You're getting the same amount out of that investment. Also, yeah. like Quinn, Silas. <laughs> Quinn, Quinn Snyder at 1,100. What would he do? Like, if yeah. they were first seed and they blew up in the playoffs, if they're first seed again, is anyone really going to be like, oh, we're all in on Quinn Snyder? Or is I think it's like a bud thing where it's like, cool, yeah. do it in the playoffs now. Right. Yeah, the Jazz are just so consistently up there and never do anything with it afterwards in the playoffs. It's just like, it's the voter fatigue. Nobody nobody cares. I don't know. He's, Quinn Snyder has got the uh, the bud regular season formula down. But kind of surprising. He hasn't. I thought he got one at one point. He has not. Quinn Schneider hasn't. No, the last few Tibbs, Nurse, Bud, Dwayne Casey, D'Antoni, Kerr, Bud. Wow. Yeah. So he probably does. Maybe he could be a sneaky. Oh, we should have given him one at some point here. Congrats, guy. I don't think yeah. so, but I, I don't see think that so either. Case. I could see a lot better arguments for other guys in the top 15 there, but it's possible for sure. Um, okay. Uh, any final, uh, coach of the year wrap ups before we move on to our prop bets, uh, that I came up with, I got a couple here for the oh, uh, I'm excited for this. season. I'm excited for this. Uh, okay. No, I don't think I have more coach of the year. Um, okay. It's, it's hard to not like pop every year cause everyone loves pop, but I just don't think they're going to be close to good enough. Yeah, no, I don't, I think the, Popovich coach of the year days are, are gone with what they got in San Antonio right now. Um, yeah. Unless, you know, they pull a crazy Ben Simmons trade and he's really good there and they're a playoff team. Like I, I think people would love to give it to pop, like give him one more, but I, I just, I don't think the case is going to, I don't think he's been all that great of a regular season coach the last two years. And yeah, he hasn't. I don't think That's their team the is going to be good enough. That's the thing. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to a couple uh, prop bets. Uh, these first two, uh, we will be setting the odds ourselves. Uh, so, what are the odds that Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons get traded this season? Both of them. Oh. Um, that's, that's a tough question. It is. I think one of them getting traded, yeah, those odds very wouldn't be good. too high. Very good. Yeah, but both of them being traded. I am going to set the line at um, plus 2,100. Okay. I've got to think like what, what that all means now. Oh, uh, t- 21 to 1 odds. 21 to 1. Or, yeah, 21 to 1 odds. So what, what percent chance is that? Is that like... It's like uh, less than five, a little less than 5%. Okay. Oh, so that's pretty low. I think it's better than that. Um, that both of them get tr- traded? Yeah. I, I think Simmons probably will. I agree. So then I think... He's, I look- think he's the more likely of the two. Yeah. So then I think you're looking at what are the chances Kyrie gets traded. Mm-hmm. And I think there's... I, I guess actually 5% is probably... Pro- I'll say like plus 1,800. Okay. Um. Because I just I, I really strongly feel they're gonna figure out a sim- like I don't think 
I don't think the Sixers actually want to keep him. I think they're just saying that so they they like I mean, they want I, better off. I think the leaks that they're like making amends is just to drive the trade value. Up yeah, more. it's like we're not that desperate. We're not going to take a bad first in salary. Right. Like you have to give us something, but that's the Daryl Morey. Uh... Yeah, you got to got to goose the trade value. So I think he will get traded. And I think the Kyrie chances are pretty slim, but I do think it's possible that some absolute degen organization not in New York or California is like, or LA specifically going to buy low. Yeah. Just, okay. Like he can play here. He doesn't have to be vaccinated and right. he's that good. We'll deal with it. If they'll take like this, I don't think, the, I, don't, I think this would be the last org to do this, but if the Spurs were like, Oh, we can get Kyrie for Thad young and Derek white right. and play every game here. Why not? A player like Kyrie or the Kings. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why not? We'll right? trade deer and Fox for uh Kyrie Irving. We will give you Buddy Heald and some other salary, Harrison Barnes or whatever equals the salary. And you can have yeah. two players who will play and we get Kyrie. And it's like, oh, let's let's see what we can do with that. So I think there's a chance. So I'll say plus 1,800. Okay. Yeah, we're, I think we're, we're pretty close in, agree, in agreement there. I mean, yeah, I, I think Ben Simmons definitely gets traded, though, this season at some point. Um, okay, next prop. What are the odds uh, Luke Walton is finally fired this season? Minus. Heavy minus. I think it's happening. Think so? Yeah, I think I think it's odds on. I'll say minus. I, no. I would have said that last year. I know. That's I that's said. the issue. But that thing with coaching fires, every year it's less money you're on the hook for. So every year the yeah. the the string gets it gets thinner that you're holding on to. I'll say minus five hundred. I like I think it's minus five hundred. I think you gotta lay five hundred bucks to get a hundred on this. Like they're not gonna be good enough. They have to start blaming people. He sucks as a person and a coach. I think it's gotta happen. Yeah. I I, I would have gone with like minus one fifty just for the fact that it's the Kings and who knows? <laughs> there's always there's always the king. It's the king's yeah. factor. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a variable that's uh, very unpredictable. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's go to some a uh, couple over unders to close it out here. Uh, what's the over under that Kyrie plays? Uh, or sorry, phrase that wrong. Kyrie Irving plays thirty six over under thirty six games. Under. 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 I think pretty pretty strong under. I would lean that way as well. Maybe I should have set the line a couple games lower, but it's like half the home games for sure. Yeah. And it's 82 games this season, so that's 41 off the bat. And then you have to take into consideration a couple games here and there with, um, you know, when they have to play in Golden State or LA. I was trying to make the line... You know, maybe he gets vaccinated at some point. So well, yeah, I think I think that's the that's what factors in, right? Like if he if he announces tomorrow, I just got the first shot and I'm showing up, then then I lose the bet by far. Or if yeah. he gets traded pretty early, there's a good chance you lose the bet because he's going to be able to play a lot of games. But yeah, I think he's it was pretty- like setting the Harden, or it was like setting the uh, the Houston Rockets over under win totals line last year. It's like, yeah, well, you just does take Harden get books. traded yeah. or does he not? Or, uh, yeah. I, I, I think the Kyrie will not get vaccinated though. That's I, I agree. And I think, I think if he is traded, it'll take a while. Like I think, mm-hmm. I think you have to be pretty desperate as a team. If you're, 
if you're trading for this guy who's going on IG and saying nothing. And then so, is he just going to sit out some games too? He threatened like, to retire. So that's the thing. Like, even if you want to trade for him, you might be too scared to. So, yeah, I think, you know, looking at the 41 baseline and just assuming even if he does somehow either go somewhere, get vaccinated to play a half mm-hmm. of the year, two-thirds of the year, you know, how, how long is it going to take him to get conditioned again? How many games is he going to miss for injuries or other, or just disappearing to go to a birthday party in the Caribbean? Like there's no telling. So always take the under with Kyrie right now. Our final over under uh, bet here, Udonis Aslam plays over under one and a half games this season. Wait, what was it? Udonis Haslam plays over <laughs> under one and a half games this season. I gotta look up the stats. I, I my, <laughs> uh, I'm. He the... averaged. Uh, he averaged point seven five uh, technical fouls per minute last year. Fun fact. <laughs> Sabermetrics stat of the of the day. So this is this is a big sample size question because as long as he's been a mainly a mascot, really like the right. past five years. Last year, he played one. The year before that, four. And then it was 10, 14, 16. So he was playing games here and there. He was. But he then was. The, the last Before he years. became a full-time Pat Riley yeah, henchman. Another coach. Strong arm. <laughs> so he's averaging two and a half games over the last two years. Four Slip, and Slipping, slipping uh, gummies into Deion Waiters, tricking the <laughs> plane to get him off the team. <laughs> Um, you said it was one and a half. One and a half. I'm gonna take the one over. last year. You said, yeah. He had one last year. I'm gonna take the over. Take the over. Yeah, I He's, think we're th- seeing a steady decline, though. So, we are. I mean, it's a risk. It's. A, I think the under <laughs> is safer, but I like the over, and it's just really, it's like, like they just they don't have a lot of they have a lot of older players this year. That their their depth is a little suspect. So I think it's true. I think they're just gonna like have. It could a be game. forced into it just right. by injury. So, or yeah, it's like I think rest. he plays game eighty two probably no matter what. Yeah, and I'm like I'm taking the over, assuming that like game fifty five, like Bam is out for a game and they just need someone to foul three times, so <laughs> he gets a random like twelve minute spell in in March or something. Uh yeah. Yeah, I think I'd take I think I'd take the over too, just because, you know, what's the fun in taking the the under on one and a half games? Exactly. Like let's <laughs> let let's live a little. Let's look for two <laughs> games of U D this year. Yeah, I agree. Well that does it for our awards predictions, our prop bets. Um thanks, Ty, for uh coming on the show. Uh where can people find where you are? Yeah, I thanks so much for having me. I think you know, you really, you got to it up top. The Eurostep Podcast Network is where all of my NBA content is being focused right now. So uh, that, wherever you listen to this delightful podcast, which you should give five stars on Apple, if you're on Apple or have access to Apple, or at least be subscribed to Backseat GM, you, wherever you're at doing that, go and type in Eurostep Podcast Network and pull it up and subscribe and give five stars, whatever else there. And you can also find us on YouTube and at Substack. And to find all of that stuff even easier, bit.ly slash findgspn. Also, I'm on Twitter at Tywinish, and you'll find all of that stuff, plus a bunch of basketball thoughts and inane thoughts 
there at Tywindish, T-I-W-I-N-D-I-S-C-H. Awesome. And then as always, guys, you can find Backseat GM on Twitter and Instagram at Backseat GM Pod. Uh, streaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio. Um, we're easy to find. Until next time, uh, appreciate you coming on, Ty. Uh, this is fun. I'm excited for the NBA season to start out on uh, Tuesday. Let's get it. I honestly cannot wait. Thank you so much for having me, Ben. All right. I'll talk to you later. All right. See ya.